y'all. Welcome back to the Blues Library Podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Lexi. Hello. I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, technically we are. So, too morbid for the beginning? Okay. Um, moving on. Today, we are moving forward in the... <laughs> series tell me why i just said almost said saint series tragic the priest series uh we today we finally because as you know if you follow our instagram i've been struggling with my health so we are finally recording sinner by sierra simone it is book two in the priest series um spoiler warning have you read saint yet ash Okay, so neither of us have read Saint, but we both caught on really fast to what happened. So if we talk about that, sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> but obviously, if you're here, hopefully you've read at least Sinner. Um, if you don't know, just play it safe and go read Saint first and then come back and listen to this. Because <laughs> Ashley and I sometimes are too smart for our own good. So, <laughs> um, so trigger warning. You wouldn't be able to tell based on like the pod- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear us but i swear to god we're yeah. smart <laughs> when we get together is when things get a little iffy sometimes anyway it's like apart we have like a brain full of brain cells and then like they all converge into <laughs> one single brain cell when we're together yeah so we have so two we went we, brain cells. we went from two geniuses to a barely functioning person dumb and dumber (laughs) pretty much okay so thanks to trigger warning database and ashley for getting that (laughs) because i didn't want to get up and go get my book (laughs) so we have um for the triggers i shouldn't laugh while i read triggers um that's a little insensitive so i'm going to stop laughing at what we were talking about beforehand um uh, the triggers are racism sex or child sexual abuse by a priest recounted suicide recounted grief and loss depiction death of a parent from cancer um yeah that's not fun why is there a chart in here (laughs) listen bitch (laughs) I put my current reads in the least effort needed way. Okay. And then you go and do my... I didn't watch Yellowstone. You had it there already, so fuck off. I did watch Gossip Girl again, though. Let me add that. Okay, anyway. Okay. (laughs) Back to the synopsis. Um, Okay. I have part one. So we start out. We figure out. He's a rich boy, like rich, rich. Okay, right off the bat, that was one. Of, that's the first thing I put is rich boy, <laughs> and Ashley's laughing. <laughs> he has blue eyes and blonde hair. <laughs> this is how my notes went. Leave me alone, Ashley. <laughs> we- <laughs> I need. I need to mute myself. <laughs> All right, so then we go into he's doing a victory lap at some charity event thing. Uh, he ended up scoring a good deal. Yay him. He wants a promotion. His sex life is lacking, though, due to the long work hours. <laughs> dinner or dinner with good looks makes sin feel like heaven. What? Oh, I somewhere that was said is somewhere in the book. and I got really confused trying to read it. So somewhere in the book it says 
in this first chapter it says dinner with good looks makes sin feel like heaven okay i don't remember why listen we were supposed to record this like five weeks ago okay um Okay, so then he's remembering his sister's funeral. Ashley, stop laughing because you're making me sound like an insensitive cunt, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, um, so at some point during this, um, he's remembering his sister's funeral. Um, and then he talks about his friendship with Elijah. And apparently a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle bond is a bond that lasts for life. I would say I'd, I'd have to agree. Then he talks about how his best friend Elijah is gay. By the way, this is all in Sean's point of view. Forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, first of all, you shouldn't even like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Me? Yeah. That went through a turn or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle phase. Bruh. I went through a Barbie phase and then I was Bratz dolls all the fucking way. I went through way, Bratz dolls bro. phase. Bratz were the bomb. Polly Pockets, Littlest Pet Shops. Bro, I still have little pet shops. Okay. I'm 24. Okay. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Okay, continue. Just leave that in here. <laughs> okay, so we find out that his... Back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> program. So we find out that his best friend Elijah is gay. Um, <clears throat> while at this event... Ashley, turn your camera back on now. Thank you. <laughs> so while at this event, Sean feels claustrophobic and decides that he needs airs. And he decides that apparently... Having money and great hair can't fix any or everything. This is the man we're reading about, okay? That's all you need to know about him right now. Um, when we just or then we discover Lizzie's death is really hard on him. Um, if you've hopefully you've read Priest already, um, I mean you don't necessarily have to, but um, Priest you get more detail about Lizzie's death. At least I don't know. I'm gonna be completely honest here. I didn't finish. Ashley's half of the book. Um, <clears throat> again, health problems. Fuck off, Ashley. <laughs> Fuck off with you and your shunning. <laughs> um, uh, he goes outside. There is this really pretty woman, like stunning. Okay, stunning woman in a red dress. Um, just absolutely. This is what I wrote. Goes over to a woman in a pretty red dress. Scratch that. The woman is absolutely stunning, and she's wearing a really pretty red dress. <laughs> You don't agree? Do you not agree? You just word things so eloquently. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the girl seems like super shocked when he goes up to her. This, listen, this man is cocky as fuck. Okay. She laughs at him or something he said, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But she laughs and he's like basically instantly in love. Okay. Ashley's going to make okay. a correction. Nope. Go ahead, babe. Uh, Sean is apparently a gentleman. Nope, I felt like I was speaking like that. Oh, my God. Okay. So Sean is apparently a gentleman is what I put. <laughs> um, <laughs> at some points, he can be a gentleman. Um, I was Dude writing this banger as a, on a fucking kitchen counter. This was before. This was before he started opening his mouth more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um she tells him that he wants honesty and that he has to try she wants him um to say things that he wouldn't say to any other girl um he's very honest dot 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 and very um dot 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 descriptive lol is what i put 
like very descriptive just go back and read the first chapter okay like um, dirty talk <clears throat> descriptive yes. um so her innocence makes him are makes him want to make her want him more <laughs> so it makes sense okay <laughs> so it my own brain so she says she wants him to kiss her, but he doesn't kiss her. Um, he asks her name and she gets really fucking weird and then says that she's going to change it. Hmm, suspicious. Um, <laughs> uh, so she asks or she tells him that he can call her Mary. Um, he asks if she still wants the kiss and she says yes. Uh, right as he is about to kiss her, his dad calls and says that they are at the ER again. Um, she's sad as he's leaving, but not irritated. He says that if she were older, he would ask for her number. And she says it wouldn't change anything as she, or, and says that it's her last night out for a while. Um, he kisses her hand and then he goes. She says that she will pray for him. Now, remember, this is the brother that doesn't like want anything to do with any religion or whatever, which based off of his trauma with the church, fair, you know. So chapter two, we learn that his mom has cancer. Um, he gets to the ER and the receptionist, there is a girl that he fucked, um, the last time that his mom was in the hospital because, you know, that's his way of relieving stress, I guess. And then she's being really pissy and taking a super long time to get him the info that he needs. And then he's getting super irritated or irritated. He decides he's finally going to apologize because he remembers, um, what Mary said earlier in the night. And then she finally gives him the info. Or then he calls Tyler and updates Tyler. Tyler's the brother from Priest, if you don't remember. Sean is super salty with Tyler because Sean is the one taking care of mom and dad and none of the other siblings are doing much. They end up doing surgery on the mom to remove the obstruction. Can't remember where the obstruction was. I'm going to be completely honest. I, while I work in the medical field right now, I don't understand any medical terminology. Okay. The bowel obstruction. There you go. Thank you. Um... <laughs> I forgot I wrote it down and then I was like, I don't know what any of this means. So I'm just going to put yeah, it in like Yeah, she has a bowel terms. obstruction. So she has to have like an invasive surgery to like remove the bowel obstruction so that she can like continue to digest food normally. Okay. That's really depressing. I, okay. Um, It's like a serious problem. Again, I don't understand any medical things. That's so, like, why I'm here. For the time while people come in, I'm a medical um, office receptionist and people will come in and start telling me things. I'm like, or they'll call over the phone. I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. Like, the fuck? Anyway, um, Tyler is debating um, coming home, but Sean says, no, it'll be fine. Tyler claims that Sean isn't accepting that mom will die. Sean makes it very clear that he hates God, first because of what happened to Lizzie and now what is happening with his mom. Um, his mom is out of surgery and she is resting. So, yay, it went well. Um, well, as well as it can go with the problems that she's going through. Um, so chapter three, his boss is a shitty person, but <laughs> really shitty person, but a decent boss. As long as Sean gets his work done, then Sean gets to pretty much do whatever he wants. Um, his boss wants him to come into the office for a meeting. And he says that he's in the hospital with his mom. And the assistant says that the boss um, says that it cannot wait. Um, Tyler's a or Tyler. <laughs> Sean is anxious about not staying with um, with his mom, but or, and having to go into work but he goes anyway he goes home changes um meets with his boss he's thinking about mary and he gets like super fucking hard in the car okay like one fucking thought about this woman and he's fucking ready to bust a nut okay <laughs> um <laughs> so 
The boss starts ranting and Sean has no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, then his boss tells him that um, with or one of their deals, there's a problem. So he's confused because um, it went through like legal twice, which is like all the lawyers and all that shit to make sure it was good and that they got special approval. And then it went through legal again. OK. OK. Now we're all on the same page. It went through a lot of steps where everything was legal. So he's super confused about why it went wrong. Um, so it turns out something unethical happened, which if you don't know, just because it's unethical doesn't mean that it's illegal. OK, fun fact. I'm going to business school right now. So that's I had to add that little like two cents in there. Just Facts. because it's unethical doesn't mean it's illegal. And just because it's ethical doesn't mean that it's legal either. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, so and vice versa. All, all of the fun ways. OK. So something unethical happened um, and the man that was selling the property or property was leasing properties um, and no paperwork showed that. So now they have a bunch of tenants that they're going to have to like figure out what they're going to fucking do with. Um, <clears throat> the dude lied to them about no tenants and they find out or they found out that there were nuns um, that were renting the space for a dollar a year after the space wasn't able to sell to run a shelter and soup kitchen. Okay. So the boss tells Sean that he now needs to fix the problem. The nuns are sending a, a nun intern to meet with Sean. Can you see where this is going? Um, the boss tells Sean to go to the shelter and to meet with the intern nun. Um, when he asks what the nun's name is, the boss says Zenobia or Zenny Iverson. Um, well, if you don't know, Zenny is Elijah's little sister. Okay? So... As any leaked the story with Sean's name attached. Um, so yeah, fun. Uh, so chapter four, when he calls Elijah, it goes straight to voicemail. Suspicious. Uh, they never talk about family. So, um, you know, he has no idea like anything about Zenny or whatever and all of that fun stuff. So Sean finds the shelter, goes in and waits for someone to come to the front desk. He thinks back to the last time he saw Zenny at Lizzie's wake. And she was only or she was the only reason that Sean smiled that day. Zenny came in because he was all sad, brought him a book. He ended up reading the book that she brought him. And then there ended up being like a fight between the families um, down, or when he was going downstairs. All that fun stuff. Um, while he's at the front desk, he gets impatient and like calls out for somebody. The person who comes into view is Mary. OK, he looks at her. He gets hard instantly. Uh, and then he realizes that this is the job that she's changing her name for. Uh, Sean tries to understand why. He is also super pissed that he won't get to have her fuck her. <laughs> That's what this man is upset about. Um, so then he realizes that Priorities. Mary is Zenny. Okay? And he feels like Elijah is now going to kill him. Fair. Um, so she's super hurt that he didn't recognize her and that um, and she didn't feel like it was important considering all of like the building problems. Um, Sean still wants any, though, and he doesn't quite understand why he wants her. Um, she wants to show him the shelter before they talk about anything so he can kind of get an idea of what they're doing. She ignored him a little bit and showing him like all the like everything um, until he ends up in interrupting her. Then he tells her to talk about the night before because, you know, he's. He's a man, a man only, like, they can't focus on multiple things at once, I feel like, most of the time, you know? No. <laughs> I need to talk about the nothing box. And I will talk about the nothing box in the questions. Okay. Because I don't want to go too long and interrupt you. Okay, thank you. 
Um, so she says that she wanted one last night for herself and that she planned on dressing up and drinking or, and only drinking, but then she saw Sean. She claims that his only principles are about money. Um, then she asks if he still has those carnal thoughts about her. He says yes and takes her into the kitchen and then asks one final time. He says that he wants to fuck her or he's wanted to fuck her since the moment he saw her. And then everything gets like super, super descriptive again in his, uh, his talking, um, Ashley, if this was Ashley's part, she would have described it all out for you. Um, <laughs> her only response, her only response was, oh, um, and then he says that he isn't a good man. And then he said that the problem isn't that he wants to fuck her, but that he cares about her and Elijah and he doesn't fuck women that he cares about. At least he's honest. Um, <laughs> so she asks if it's cause he respects her or disrespects the church. And he says, yes. That's all he says. It's just yes. Um, <laughs> she said that she never got her kiss and that um, she had planned on committing that sin and then says, what if he kissed her, um, kissed her like right then? And then they pretend it's the night before. He says, no, Elijah will kill him. And then um, she would or she would when she realizes what a bad man he is. She says that they are going to pretend um, he doesn't know that she is a son or a, a nun. <laughs> We're, in the middle of We're doing good. We're in the middle of recording. Hi, Ellie. <clears throat> Did you want to say hi to the people? Hi to the people. <laughs> Love you. Oh, no. um, hi to the people. So she says that um, they are going to pretend that um, he doesn't know that she is a nun. And she says that she wants him to touch her. She says that it's perfect because he won't be able or he won't be offended that she won't ask for more. <laughs> I loved I loved that part so much. Um, she says that she just wants one kiss, like one last kiss. Um, then he kisses her. Um, he experiences ecstasy when they kiss. OK, uh, he's pressing up against her. She gasps because, you know, he's hard. Um, he says that he wants to see her. Cunt. <laughs> um, when he pulls away, she looks worried. He leaves and then doesn't even talk to her about the um, PR problem. Ashley, stop. He gets to the car and Elijah calls. Oh, fuck. Elijah asks if Sean was able to see her and that he or that he brought her to the event the night before. Elijah says that if he hurts Zenny, then he will kill Sean. And Sean's reaction is, well, fuck. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Sean asks why Elijah is OK with her becoming a nun. And he says that it shows him that not all Catholics are bad and she will embrace the um, good and, or, and wants to change the bad in the church. So basically kind of like the same thing Tyler went through. Mm -hmm. um, so Sean talks to his boss and they have a plan to find a better property for the shelter. And Sean asks if he can like not interact with the nuns at all. Uh, then he ends up going to the club after checking on his mom. Uh, his favorite dancer comes over to him and when he or when he gets off of the phone with his brother and she offers him a private dance. Yay. Uh, chapter seven. He can't stop thinking about Zenny. Sean is um, reading to his mom in the hospital. They're reading. They're, they're just, them reading together is like the most adorable thing ever. Um, his mom bought him the rest of the pirate um, book series that Zenny gave him um, at the at Lizzie's wake. Super cute. Um, Charles, uh, his boss's other favorite employee, finds Zenny very attractive and makes a comment about her to Sean. Um, Charles says that he's going to take Zenny's virginity and Sean gets super pissed off. Sean has, or Sean has the assistant send a message to his boss that Charles needs to stay very far away from the nuns. Sean ends up going and getting a cheeseburger. And as he leaves, he sees Aiden pull out of where Elijah works. This is where I caught on. 
chapter seven, bitches. <laughs> and he is acting Page all 67. And he is acting like super fucking weird. And then Sean handles the shelter issue. Yay. Um, or Sean goes to handle the shelter issue. Uh, he jerks himself off, um, starting in the elevator and then goes into his apartment. Um, he almost gets off thinking about her when there's a knock on the door. He opens it to find the woman of his dreams. Okay. He shuts the door in her face. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> shuts the door in her face. Zenny threatens to tell his mom that he was rude and then walks herself into his apartment like she owns the place. God, I fucking love Zenny. Zenny Me too. I feel like we got more of Zenny than we ever did of Poppy with Priest, you know? And I, I loved agree. it. Undoubtedly. Um, so Zenny tells Sean that she wants him to have sex with her. He tells her the answer has to be no, and she asks why. He says that because she's Elijah's sister, she's too young, and she's about to be a nun. She says that they don't have to tell Elijah. She wants to experience sex before she becomes a nun. Um, the novice mistress thinks that Zenny needs more experience to see what she will be giving up. Um, I don't think that this is what the novice mistress meant, but okay, Zenny. Um, it totally is, though. Okay, keep going. Zenny said that it needs to be Sean because no one else interests her. That's kind of cute. Um, she admits that when she was little, she thought that they would end up getting married, and then she had her first crush um, on him and that her body wanted him. He keeps trying to say no, but Zenny is not taking no for an answer. <laughs> Woman wants what she wants. <laughs> um, so she mentions being with someone like Charles and then he sees red. Okay. Uh, she says that she feels safe with um, Sean. He closes his eyes. She ends up kissing him. Um, he asks for a day to think about it. He says um, he tells her to come over for dinner the next night and they can talk again. And then he's pretty like he's convinced himself that he's going to say no okay this man is a fucking liar to himself um <laughs> so sean almost flakes on family dinner because he's jerking himself off <laughs> he calls tyler to get advice uh he tells tyler everything uh tyler calls sean out tyler claims that the reason sean doesn't like to fuck anyone that has feelings or that he has feelings for um is because it has to do with lizzie tyler says a lot of religious stuff that pisses sean off but then he tells sean not to um drag the lizzie baggage into the thing with zenny which i felt like was really good advice absolutely because he was doing that Chapter 10, <clears throat> Zenny sends a voice message about how she never truly got to choose her future. She sends this to Sean. Um, and then she tells him about the moment that she truly felt that God was real. Then chapter 11, Sean is super nervous. He's going to cook because he wants to impress her. Super cute. <laughs> um, this is like right before the dinner. But it goes very, very wrong by the time the Zenny arrives. <laughs> Poor man. Um, she just straight out asks him if he is going to accept. He says Yes. Man thought he was going to say no. <laughs> they end up kissing, but he pulls away and says that they need to talk first. Um, they talk, or they need to talk about their needs and boundaries. He mentions that he is worried about keeping her safe. She had a boyfriend in high school. Um, or she, he ends up finding out she had a boyfriend in high school. Um, they started go like getting it on and then she wanted to stop halfway through um and they did or sh this is what she said anyways they stopped so um she says that she is sort of a virgin okay he wants to know more and he asks if he can hold her while they talk it's clear that there's something wrong in her story and sean asks he didn't properly prepare her and i guess it went in dry and it hurt which if you don't know that pain it hurts like a motherfucker fucking hurts and if you don't know that pain you're a lucky bitch facts 
it's like it's like when you tr like put a tampon in and then like 30 minutes later you're like no i need to take this out and you like can't it's like that because shit's dry your experience with that and my experience with it going in dry is so much different keep going because <laughs> mine tampon is like heaven compared to what i've been through no bitch i was crying in the bathroom with my mom sitting next to me being like girl you gotta just pull it out and i was like mom i can't we have to go to the hospital <laughs> like, i guess it was so you bad. and i also though have very different period experiences so that's also facts that's where that comes from Bitch, too so it was like a dry ass tampon i was so pissed yeah that for me still is like nothing dude i was bawling i was not having a good time Okay. Anyway, <laughs> now that the world knows too much about our periods, she uh, so Zenny admits that she thought for a second um, that her boyfriend in high school wouldn't stop. The kid ended up breaking up with her the next day and told her that he wanted to be with someone who wasn't um, pretending. Hashtag Zenny the nun went around on Twitter. He admits that he never dated anyone. Or, and then he ends up calling her darling. And it's super cute. Um, they talk about boundaries. Uh, no spit blood or third party no pregnancy or disease and he has to ask about kinks <laughs> which just <laughs> i love oh, okay um his boundaries are they're not allowed to talk about the shelter shit going on and that she can't make him come while okay. inside her yeah so she says no he has to come too otherwise she is missing something important she says that he comes when they are together but she doesn't have to be the one to make him come that and that honestly confuses me like me personally like i was super confused i was like how does I that thought, happen it was like the when you have anal sex you're still a virgin kind of thing like like it's like a oh, that doesn't quite work <laughs> but okay so he says one last thing to her. Um, he tells her that she is she always has the power like in their relationship. And I loved that. Um, so the pot pies that he was making start smoking and this conversation is now done. <laughs> so <laughs> chapter 12, uh, we find out that the pot pies are a little overdone, but they're still edible. So yay. Uh, Zenny says that she feels good about the conversation, um, even though it was super uncomfortable for both of them. <laughs> More so for her than him. Um, she says that she isn't impressed with his bossiness. Um, she sees that the one time he feels like he fails, that is the reason he doesn't get close. What? I don't know. Take that for what that is. I don't know. Take that for however you want to take that. Um, she says that they are friends and are fucking and he is basically her boyfriend. That makes him super happy and giddy. Um, he tells her to take her shirt off while she eats. He praises her and she super likes it. Like super likes we it. We love a praise king. <laughs> he says a year wouldn't be enough for him um she says that she wants more he says that he, um he says to take off her pants and she does she kind of hides but then he tells her not to he tells her to go to the couch and she does um he descriptively tells her what he wants to do to her um then he says that the first dude didn't educate her enough um chapter 13 is sexy time chapter 14 he tells her Bitch, you're gonna do all the lead up and just like blue ball us okay fine go ahead chapter 14 um he tells her that she is his and she ruins it and says that or says only for a month stupid bitch um she so she uses or so we find out that she 
used only a pillow and stuffed animal to get herself off previously. Um, then she unbuckles um, him. First and... of all, have you seen Big Mouth? No. Oh my god. If you've seen Big Mouth, please message me. So um, she unbuckles his pants and she gets to see his penis. She touches him. She says that his penis is bumpy. <laughs> they go to his room and get fully naked, which he lives by himself. So why do they have to go to his room to get fully naked? That always confused me. Um, that always confuses me. Like when they live alone and it's like, let's go to the room to get fully naked. I'm like, dude, just fuck on the couch. You live by yourself. I think it's a proprietary. Like it's like a social cue that like sexy time happens in the bathroom or in the bedroom doesn't have to like fuck on the couch good god um so she explores his body and it's super cute how intrigued she is um she sticks his finger in his butt <laughs> and <laughs> listen listen this is what i put she sticks her finger in his butt and girl i could never in all caps girl i could never without gloves <laughs> Dude, I would be vomiting all over the place. Lexi does not do butt stuff. No, 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 no. You misunderstood that. I'm not sticking my finger in a butthole without gloves. You're going to fucking put exam gloves on to give a blowjob so you can get a little prostate action. She tells him to lay it on his back. Um, She asks... And she asks him to try or if she can try and give him a hand job. She's upset when he stops her from making him come. And then he says that, that she will or that she will see it. And she says that she wants to see it now. OK, now, right now, <laughs> motherfucker. He eats her from behind. Uh, this man has major self-control, too, by the way. Uh, he ends up making her come again. And he holds her and then they end up kissing. Then she insists that it's his turn to come. And then she watches him jerk off. She asks him where the cum will go uh, when he does. And he tells her to watch watch it go onto his stomach and in his hand, blah, blah, blah. She tastes it and she tells him that it's bitter. They end up cuddling. Chapter 15. <laughs> um <laughs> He recommends a shower and then um, says that they can go to bed. He tells her that she is staying the night. She says that she drives home this late at night from the shelter and, um, and stays in a sketchy dorm. And then he freaks out at her. Uh, not like in a mean way, just like a, hey, like, that's not safe. I want you to be safe way. He says she should stay with him for the next month. She tries to say no. He says that he wants her there. She is tired uh, or she is weird about saying that she brought a brought a bag but he's like super happy that she brought a bag um and i just want to know like do guys actually get like really happy like if like there wasn't talked about before and then they find out that girls actually bring like a bag because they're they planned or they were like there's a chance of staying the night do you think they actually really get like excited i mean like i this? wish jacob was here because like i would totally ask him because i feel like he would know will you, we might have to will call you, jacob will you text him really quick because i i want to know if like Beep. is actually really excited anytime i actually bring an overnight bag or not <laughs> okay while you ask him that i'm gonna continue <laughs> so he goes to get her bag from the car and he notices like all of the boxes and stuff for the shelter and he is super sad because he knows that he will never um compete with her god um he gives her space and then cleans up and comes back into the room to see her unfolding a pillowcase <laughs> Um, he asks what she's doing and she says that it's satin to keep her hair from drying out and then he panics and it's like 
like he panics about his own hair and like his skin and all that stuff. And it's actually really adorable. Um, then she says everyone should have a satin or silk like um, pillowcase for wrinkles. Um, he ends up holding her. He's super naked in bed. Um, she's super tense at first and then relaxes. Then um, she is unsure because she thought he was going to fuck her and then is overthinking. And he says that he will prove her wrong. He says they are waiting because she is his and he wants to take his time with her. Then he eats her out and holds her while she goes to sleep. All right. The next day, Sean takes Zenny to her classes, um, and then he has his assistant get her stuff from her dorm so she can come stay with him for a month. After he's done with work, Zenny is still at the shelter, so he goes to visit his mom, and they sit down, and he goes to check out the book on the table, and a rosary falls out of the book. Um, he asks his mom why she has sad. it. And says she said she wouldn't be like every other cancer patient that gets religious before their death. And she says she can make her own choice. She also says she thinks Sean made his decision about God based on the choices of her and the family. And he didn't make it for himself. Sean ends up picking up Zenny from the shelter and she is dead on her feet. He makes her go to sleep, but he also wants to talk to her her about what happened with his mom and she basically says that you can have a complex relationship with god and that's fine and it's actually like really sweet because it's not often talked about like complex relationships with religion um the next day is super busy for her but she's gone or so she's gone all day but sean calls aiden um his brother and tells him about Zenny, and we learn that Aiden is a very spontaneous dude, and Aiden is like, bruh, she's a nun, and Sean is like, nobody's gonna tell Elijah, show chill, and then they get off the phone. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Sean planned a surprise date for Zenny. It's roller skating, and they skate together. They talk about why Zenny wants to be a midwife, and how she will use like being a midwife while she's a nun and then sean goes and pays the dj to play a song for them and it's locked out of heaven by bruno mars it's super cute and zenny feels like or zenny says she feels like she missed out on being a teenager by either trying to be what her parents want or being the best at what she wants so that she can make her parents proud sean takes zenny to a back closet and they kiss and there's a moment where they role play that listen this part was weird for me and i think it's because of like the age thing but they role play that she's 17 and he's 32 and she needs the same help that she does now and he fingers her and then they leave and get home uh also sean realizes that he wants to marry zenny uh when they get back to the house sean shows zenny the different toys and they use the wand and have some playtime. time skips a week and sean asks zenny if he's been too overbearing and she says no sean makes a comment about how there hasn't been any other woman like this for him and given his age there probably wouldn't be another and zenny doesn't seem comfortable with the conversation a few days later sean has found a place for the nuns to move to he tours it makes a little handshake deal and then he calls the lead nun and uh, she says that Charles, Charles already had a meeting with her and Zenny that morning and has another place for them. And Sean is fucking pissed because he's like, this was not like Charles was just supposed to deal with the nuns and Sean would do everything else. Like Charles was just like the talker between them. Sean talks to his boss before the fundraiser and his boss says that he'll take Charles off the nun situation. Zenny shows up to the party. Um, there's like a little fundraiser party. 
Zenny shows up and she looks gorgeous. And then Sean gets roped into a conversation for a while. And when Zenny comes back, she holds his hand and one of the girls in the group tries to get a refill from Zenny because she thinks Zenny's a server. Sean starts to lose it and tells the girl to never speak to her again. And the girl is like, what? And she starts laughing. Somebody recognizes Zenny and they start talking about her parents and how they love them. And Sean realizes that this is happening because Zenny is black. Before he can go off, Zenny takes him outside. And when Sean asks why she isn't upset, she says she can't get upset because any of her feelings and actions will be wrong. And she will be the crazy black woman. They have a conversation about racism and Sean says he just wants to protect her from anyone that will hurt her and she says she just wants to go home. So sad. Sean and Zenny fuck. It's hot but also sweet. Sean realizes he loves Zenny and this isn't fucking, it's making love. Which I think is so cringe but uh, I hate that term. Yeah but like I was awing the fact that he realizes that he loves her and like what chapter there's Chapter a difference like yeah 23 21 i was close oh dude when he wants to marry her in like know. chapter no, he knew he loved her in 19, chapter one like i was like babe <laughs> facts okay time passes with them having a routine of fucking in the morning work in school and rotations the shelter where sean goes to help and then fucking at night their fucking is super exploratory and sean hasn't told zenny that he loves her And he's starting to have more profound thoughts about his feelings towards God. He ends up sending a thought up towards God that he doesn't forgive him. And then he tells Zenny and Zenny says that he just prayed. Chapter 23. This is the full chapter. Two weeks left. So there you go. Um, (laughs) uh, Sean has a meeting with the Reverend sister Zenny and the property manager. It goes really well. But before it can end, Sean gets a call that his mom is in the hospital with another bowel obstruction. He drops Zenny off and then takes the Reverend Mother to the place or wherever it is. Um, and the Reverend Mother says that she knows that he's the one Zenny is having sex with and that she wants to know how Zenny is. When Sean tells her, the Reverend Mother realizes that Sean is in love with Zenny and she says that he needs to tell her before she does her whole nun thing. She's also a super open-minded and forward-thinking woman, and I fucking loved it. She, like, she's calling God her and, like, things like that. It was really cool. Um, Sean goes to the hospital, and he gets all the information about his mom. Aiden comes in ruffled, and we find out that he's been having sex but won't give any more information. We all know yeah. what's going on, but whatever. <laughs> um, the week passes, and Sean's mom develops pneumonia. He and Zenny don't get as much time together, and he doesn't tell her that he loves her. Um, His boss is mad that he isn't making him money, and Sean is starting to not care. Uh, Chapter 25, one week left. Oh my god, Jacob's calling me. Hey, babe. Is this like a one-night stand? Is it? Um, well, it does it depend? Let me, let me rephrase. Like, is this like the first time? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Okay, but if it's like the second time, it's not weird? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of just depends on like the pretext. Like, is this just a hookup? Ask him if it, 
ask him if it's like, okay, you've gone over, you've spent the night before, you guys pretty much spend the whole next day. But then like every time after that, like you go over there and you kind of already know you're going to end up spending the night. So you take it like you take a go bag and like he seems kind of excited. Is that like a real thing? Is it a real thing that like, okay, you guys have had sex before or whatever and he invites you over. So you go over and you bring like an overnight bag and like he gets super excited. Is that like this is after the first time you went over and you didn't take one and then you ended up spending the night? I mean, it's a little weird for him to be, like, excited about it. So there's not, like, a little, like, dopamine boost? It's like, ooh, she wants to stay. I mean, I guess you like her, you know what I mean? Like, want to be together. What if there's, like, a conversation about, like, you guys are, like, you're not, like, dating, but you're exclusively fucking? What if it's, like, uh, you're not dating, but you're, like, exclusive but smashing? And like it's it's like a conversation that you've had. Like that's not a problem. No. Okay, bet. Um I'm also <laughs> recording the podcast, so say hi to uh everybody, Jacob. Hello, everybody. All right, I'm gonna eat my dinner. Love you. Love you too. Um his boss is mad at him and he isn't making him money, and Sean is starting not to care. One week left. Sean's mom is being moved to the ICU, which is the intensive care unit. Uh, because she isn't responding to any of the antibiotics like they thought she would. Uh, she tells him to go home and shower and that she isn't going to die tonight. He doesn't want to, uh, but when he gets home, he needs like a little bit more of a break from the hospital and he needs Zenny. So he goes to the shelter and finds her. They fuck in the kitchen like they were interrupted doing when he walked out or way early in the book. Um she then wants to do anal so they do that with like fucking like fucking vegetable oil or some shit like i was like bitch after they like do the butt stuff he tells her that he loves her and zenny basically says that she can't love him because she has to love god and that he wants to change her and he's just like everybody else and he tries to explain that he just wants some middle ground and she cuts off their argument and leaves and Sean doesn't get the chance to tell her about his mom. Sean goes to Aiden's house so he cannot be home when Zenny gets her stuff and we find out that Aiden and Elijah have been dating. Elijah finds out that Sean has been seeing Zenny and Elijah is mad about it. So Sean goes back to the hospital and sees his mom and she's starting to look better. Sean gets food in the cafeteria and gets a call from his boss telling him that he needs to pick either his mom or his job. And Sean's like, boy, fuck you. My mom all the way. Uh, he then realizes that he was selfish and it has cost him everything. Zenny's dad visits Sean, Sean's mom in the hospital and Sean speaks to him after he sees his mom. Uh, Sean understands why he told his parents to come back to the church at Lizzie's funeral and Sean talks to his mom about Zenny, and it's really sweet. Sean's mom isn't doing well, and she's getting way worse. The doctor tells Sean and Aiden that it's normal in these circumstances, um, and normally they would intubate her, but Sean's mom has a DNR DNI, which means do not resuscitate, do not intubate. So they do not have permission to intubate her. Um, they hear the options, and basically she has a couple of days left at the most. 
when Sean turns to talk to his mom, her whiteboard, oh my God, this made me fucking cry. This whole scene made me fucking cry. So she has been wanting Mountain Dew this whole time. Okay. But she's super dehydrated. They need to get fluids in her so she can't have Mountain Dew. Uh, She also can't breathe. So she's got like an oxygen mask. And he turns to talk to her and see like, does the DNR DNI still stand? Like, is this still what you want? Because if not, then we take you off of all of these things and you live like how you want to spend your last however many days. And he turns and her whiteboard says Mountain Dew with a question mark. And he makes the decision then that the DNI stands. Um, Tyler and Poppy are flying in. And when they're almost in Kansas City, they or yeah, when they're almost in Kansas City, they start the process of taking her off the ventilator. Sean's mom asks them to pray and they all say Hail Marys. Sean has a lot of realizations in this time about himself and how he feels and God. Zenny comes in and says something to Sean's mom. Um, and then Zenny hugs her. His mom smiles and leans her head back. Sean's mom passes. It's fucking heartbreaking and I sobbed. They go home and everyone gets drunk. There's a storm that night and Sean finally looks in- inside himself, at every part of himself, and he stands out in the storm and is alone with God. Zenny has a three-day period where she basically sits alone with God before she moves on from a postulate, which is like the intern nun. Uh, She leaves a voicemail for Sean saying that she wishes that she could be there for the funeral and that she knows now what she would be missing and and that it would be him. And she hopes that her saying that it would be him if she wasn't choosing God would matter to him in the end. Sean goes to see Zenny before she marries God and tells her that he supports her. But she starts crying and she tells him that she loves him. Uh, They fuck bareback, of course. He says he can't stay and watch her forsake her love for him, and he leaves, and his heart breaks again. Sean runs to his car, but he gets a call from an unknown number telling him to slow down. He turns around, and it's the reverend mother that had called him, and Zenny is running out of the church and says she isn't going to take her vows. She tells Sean that his mom told her, don't lose your joy, and they kiss. And a year later, Zenny is pregnant, and she and Sean found or own a nonprofit funding business and it's all very sweet. <sighs> um Lexi, what did you do for your makeup look? Okay, I did red eyeshadow for a red dress. Beautiful. For my makeup look in chapter 21 as they're smashing um and he realizes that they're making love and not like just fucking Ash's favorite words. He says, how I feel about her is a shimmering golden thread through it all. And so I have like a neutral base um, and a golden thread kind of we like woven all over my eyelid. Beautiful. We did so good today. When did you catch on to um, Elijah or the Elijah and is it Adrian or Aiden? I thought it was Aiden. It was Adrian. Oh, Adrian. No, it's Aiden. Adrian. I'm a fucking oh. idiot. When did you catch on to Elijah and, um, or catch on that Elijah and Aiden were dating? Page 67, bitch. 
the first time that it's mentioned when, when they saw the him thing. yes yep and I he's knew. like what were like, you doing there and that he's was like when, oh when i heard that part i had texted ashley instantly and i was like bitch yep they're acting so sus. Really? And I oh, I, no, but when I texted her, I was like, do we know what Saint is about? Is it about them? Please tell me it's about them. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, okay, how do you feel about the age gap? How how much is the age gap again? Um, oh, fuck. 15 years? 13 years? Something like that? I yeah, mean, 15 years. They're both they're both adults at the time that it starts then fuck it yeah the only time that it was like a, something that i was like oh jesus was, was when they the were doing like play. the role yeah. play that she was like under that 18 which was um yeah i i mean the the dude that i'm i don't know what's going on with right now there's a nine nine age or like a nine year difference it's i feel like, like it's not a huge problem like i feel like it's not like something that is off-putting to me and some age gaps there are and i feel like it's less of the age that matters to me it's more of like a power imbalance like i don't like when there's like a small age like a five-year age gap but he is like head and shoulders more like i mean don't get me wrong i fucking love a billionaire romance but like um when he's like more stable of like a life than her um things like that like i feel like that's the biggest issue when there's like grooming happening and things like that my my big thing like when it does make me uncomfortable is like when it is like if they're like 18 10 like tends to be like if they're like 18 19 and then it's like they're well into their 30s sometimes it does make me uncomfortable been there done that because it's kind of like what 30 whatever year old like what do you have in common with an 18 year old exactly that's my biggest thing like you're at so such different places in your life like the 18 year old's mm -hmm. life is just starting and that's where like sometimes if it's not done right like it can make me uncomfortable based off of my own experiences but again that's just personal experiences coming into yeah. that so but for the most part like age gap doesn't really bug me me neither i just read a phenomenal age gap but we'll talk about it another time okay um how do you feel about the religion in this book I'll be totally honest. I liked this book, Head and Shoulders, Above Priest. I felt like religion was like a main thing that was like talked about. Obviously, it's called fucking sinner. She's going to be a nun, like that kind of thing. But it felt very progressive and more of like a church that like I would be okay if like I went to. I mean, I'm not going to go to a church, but like if my kids went to or like things like that, like. It felt very progressive and not something that I could get behind. Um, but also I liked that it acknowledged the faults that are like within the religion and like being like, well, I know that it's not perfect. And that is what I like acknowledging that their religion isn't perfect is like a big deal for me. I think the biggest difference between sinner and priest is that we got in priest Tyler's point of view and he was the priest. And then in this one, we got Sean's point of view and it was uh, Zenny who was 
the going into being the nun and i can't remember we didn't really get her point of view did we we got two voice messages that were okay. her point of view so got, but i feel like she had so much more personality than poppy yeah well but but even less than just like talking about like their personalities you when you take into consideration that we had priests where it was all from Tyler's point of view, where we were stuck in like the church because he was a priest doing all of that stuff versus in this book, we have Sean's point of view and it's Zenny who's in the church and all of that stuff where Sean's yes. like the pushbacks. So I think that's where it's, it's, it feels less like shove the religion down your throat and not necessarily, I, I don't say like priest did that, like necessarily like, shove let me just shove this down your throat make you believe this it was more so like you got a lot more of the religion because it was tyler's point of view i that's a really good distinction that i didn't think of even though it's uh pretty obvious um i really like this book and it deals with like the topic of death and how death can impact religion which i will not be talking about at this time um but it's like it's very obvious to me that like Zenny and Tyler had a much more like equal relationship, if that makes sense. I don't know. I liked their relationship a lot more than Tyler and Poppy. All right. The nothing box. So I had a teacher in undergrad. She was like, let me tell you the difference between how men and women speak, women talk. Okay. So. In the middle of your brain is the nothing box. Okay. Nothing happens here. Like there are no thoughts happening here. Like no active thoughts. I don't think and I then around that. the edges. Okay. <laughs> those are all of your dating and relationships, homework, school, um, work. All of the things that happen in your life happen around the nothing box. Okay. So women can go from topic to topic without going through the nothing box and they'll occasionally come back to the nothing box and then they'll go out and they'll like zigzag around outside for a little bit and then come back i think my nothing box is broken <laughs> okay and then i'm okay um <laughs> and then men they have to go through the nothing box before they can, so if they start at school okay before they can start thinking about their relationship they have to go to the nothing box and then go to the relationship and then they have to go back to the nothing box and then go to sports God, and then go back to the nothing so... box and like so every time they have to go back to the nothing box so women are go doing all these things thinking outside of the nothing box and a dude is like what like he's like uh stuck in the nothing box so that's uh the nothing box there you go all right you learn something new every podcast episode <laughs> i hate you okay lexi what did you read and watch this week i watched more gossip girl because <laughs> i can't focus on reading long enough half the time right now uh then i read sparrowwood academy book two and three by Angel Lawson. It was... I mean, it was good. It, it, I don't know. I had my... I liked it for the most part, but I had my own issues with it. It was weird, and then there was, like, 
the fourth person in the reverse harem that like you didn't get anything really with until like the very last fucking chapter that was like the epilogue and i was like okay oh fuck Um, that's fucking weird but okay uh then i read um boomerangers by heather m i'm gonna spell out her last name because i don't know how to say it o-r-g-e-r-o-n super good that is my blog post for this week um if you want to learn a little bit more i i've been trying not to like give too much away on those because i want you guys to be able to read it too without having a spoil like a spoiler um However, if you do feel inclined to comment and talk about it with me on the website, please, like, before you comment, put spoiler warning. But please do go and comment on that. Anyway, Ashley, what did you read and watch and play and all that fun stuff? (laughs) So I am watching Survivor. I'm on season 26. Of course. Super awesome. Um... (laughs) Also, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy is now out, and I'm fucking obsessed. Jacob and I play it every day. Um, so it's cut into my reading time, but we're having a blast. Um, I read The Facade, which is the Eden Falls Academy series by Judy Corey. Can't remember much about it, so take that how you want. <laughs> um, I read Air of Fire um, in the Throne of Glass series for our next pod up. Um, Hidden in Brutal Devotion, which is a Brutal Devotion duet by BJ Alpha. It was good, but I'm not going to be continuing it. Um, and then I also read Identity by Alexia. I'm going to spell this one, too, because I'm not going to try. Um, M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, T, Z, O, U, R, A, N as in Nancy, I, S. Um. And I am just realizing that I said that like how I would talk to somebody on the phone at work. So I'm sorry. You're nicer than me. Um, it was really good. Um, there is the death of a dog, and it almost had me DNFing this book. Okay, that's it's a rock star made, romance. The one that made Dumpling hide under the couch. If you follow our animals Instagrams, <laughs> exactly. It was very. It was sad. I was sad um but and it's Ashley a really good story read. yes um i really enjoyed the um depression explanation and visuals and things like that it was really good i really liked it and anxiety um yeah i liked that then i read good girl complex by l kennedy from the avalon bay series so good i loved it um it was enjoyable i enjoyed um and then i read our preseason which is the Ice League series uh, by S.C. Kate, which is very confusing you, to say. Did you like it? Because that's on my... It was! Oh, okay. I did like it. Because that one's on my it was TR. Cute. Yeah. Um, I gave it... Uh, I wanted... So, this. these are my notes. Wanted more sex, but that's okay. Cute story. <laughs> okay, so something so- that I would probably really enjoy yeah probably (laughs) give at least four out of five stars if not four and a half five stars yeah probably i think i gave it a three it was good i enjoyed it um okay social media thank you guys so much for showing up for our podcast um even though we don't really have a place to be but thanks for listening um if you want to see our beautiful book looks um talk to us 
see other content that we put up, anything. Uh, TikTok is at blues.library. Instagram is at blues.library and at blues.librarypodcast. We also have a Twitter that has been um, a thing, and it is at blues underscore library. We also have a website. It is blues-library.com. You can see all of our favorite book looks, our most recent episode, um, our book blog. You can go and read more books from us. Um, I, I'm trying my best to go through and do that. Right now, I've not been able to read a lot. So I'm sincerely doing my best, but Ashley's been picking up where I've been slacking. So... Definitely check that out. Um, please rate and review. We also have Instagrams for Ashley's cat Dumpling and my dog Sadie. So it is, it is my or my dog's Instagram is at Sadie.bluesLibrary on Instagram. Uh, she has a TikTok, but I haven't posted anything there yet because I don't know how to use TikTok yet. So <laughs> it'll come in a minute. It'll come when I once we figure out my health problems. Okay. <laughs> um dumpling also has one um it's dumpling dot blues library we love it's super fun uh he's actually sitting right next to me doing weird things oh, right now so. lexi what is next week's book next week's book is air of fire by sarah j moss it is book three in the throne of glass series now i just want to say really quickly thank you for your patience with uh this year for us because it's been a little rough um uh like i mentioned earlier in the pod i've been struggling a little bit with my health it has not been very fun we are trying to work through it the best i can it came to a point where like i was gonna try and suffer through and then i kind of decided probably shouldn't especially because ashley and i are very big on like take care of yourself (laughs) So how can we preach that if we're not doing it ourselves? Um, exactly. So, um, while we're working through that, it might be a little slow. This, we've at least got a starting point. So bear with us. We know we've been kind of failing and that is my fault and I'm sorry, but we are working through it. We love you guys though. <laughs> and this is just the note to take your mental health seriously and we care about all of your mental health. And your um, physical we health. We understand how important it is. Yes. Because my... Cause my- um, Especially, like, because your physical health really, like, it really affects your mental health as well. Like, my mental health has been taking a big hit, too, because of my physical health, like, going down. So, like, definitely just take care of you in every way, please. Exactly. There's nothing we would ask you guys to do more than that. Yes, that is, like, our biggest thing. If if you take anything away from this podcast, it is take care of you. (laughs) Yes. We've been through it. We get it. We know it's hard, but just please take care of you. And if you need a support system, reach out to us. We will be there. Okay? Gladly. All right, now to our fun outro. (laughs) Our super awkward outro. Um Take your birth control. <laughs> Apparently, according to Ashley's boyfriend, don't take a go bag if you're going to go spend the night, even though you need, exactly. you, have, you have needs too. Like you need to wash your fucking face. You need clean Bring your clothes. go bag, leave it in the car. That's what I do. Like, that's the thing is I leave it in the car and then he'll be like, do you have stuff to change into? Like, do you want to wash your face? I'm like, yeah. And then he gets all excited when I, when I'm like, oh yeah, I have my go bag in the car. <laughs> 
I love that we call it a go bag, like we're in the FBI. <laughs> Grab your go bag. The funny thing is, is I, I all I have is a duffel bag, so it is a duffel bag, but it's a really like sad duffel bag because there's like very few items in it. You've got like a floppy ass duffel bag walking in the house. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. I love it. Okay, so I didn't say anything Thanks when Jacob said, "Don't guys. take a duffel bag." <laughs> Tragic. 